Kamusta! I'm your host, Alicia, aka your favorite Asian. Welcome to my first episode. Thank you so much for listening and be prepared for a whole lot of conversations about topics such as mental health, racism, cultural appropriation, advocacy, and of course, some topics like pop culture. So you're probably wondering, who is this Asian girl talking? Well, I am half Filipino with my mother being born in the Philippines, which provided a huge cultural influence in my life. I love eating lumpias, chicken adobo, and ube ice cream. Fellow Filipinos know how good these foods are. I am also a huge advocate for Asian Americans in my work studies as I am becoming a future LMSW, or for people who do not know what that stands for, licensed master social worker. I promise that even if you are not Asian whatsoever, this podcast will keep your interest due to the different aspects discussed. There's a little bit of everything spiced into the podcast, so continue listening. So to start off my first episode, I decided to honor Vincent Chin. I unfortunately do not have Asian American studies at my university, but I know Vincent Chin is someone who's discussed in that specific course at different universities. Vincent Chin sparked an Asian American movement because the federal case against Ronald Evans and Michael Nitz was the first time the Civil Rights Act was used in a case involving an Asian American victim. So let's get into the case. Vincent Chin was born in China's Guangdong province and grew up in Detroit with his adoptive Chinese-American parents. In the summer of 1982, June 19th to be exact, Vincent Chin was living the American dream, still living in Detroit, Michigan. He was only 27 years old, an engineer, and was about to get married in two days when he decided to celebrate with friends at the club. His mother, Lily Chin, said she told Vincent to stop going out to clubs now that he was getting married, and he replied that it would be the last time he did this. In an article with NPR, Gary Cavu, his friend since the first grade, discusses the night in detail due to being with Vincent. Gary was going to be his best man, and June 19 was intended to be Vincent's bachelor party. 43-year-old Ronald Evans and his 22-year-old stepson, Michael Nitz, saw Vincent Chin at the club and thought he was Japanese. Ronald and Michael worked in the auto industry and were angry because Japanese imports were supposedly the cause in the 1980s for layoffs. Americans were buying Japanese cars causing auto workers to be unemployed like Chrysler, where Ronald and Michael were just laid off from. Although Vincent was not Japanese, but rather Chinese-American, this did not matter to Ronald and Michael. They were quoted saying, because of these little mother effers like you, a lot of Americans are losing their jobs. This type of comment makes my blood boil because everyone migrated to this country at some point and the United States is not the land of Americans, but rather Native Americans. So technically no one is taking the jobs of someone else. It was earned by their hard work. Even if there were more Japanese Americans receiving jobs, it is because they deserved it and not because of their race. Many business and political leaders pointed their fingers toward Japan rather than taking responsibility for their own failed policies. So Ronald and Michael then proceeded to fight Vincent in the club after Vincent heard what they were saying, but it ended before leaving the inside of the club. Later in the night, the two men searched for Vincent and found him at a McDonald's, grabbed their baseball bat out of the car, and started running towards Vincent. Although Vincent tried to run away, he was attacked by Ronald and Michael. Ronald kept swinging the baseball bat to Vincent's head, and it was described as them trying to hit a home run with how hard they were hitting. Michael Gardenhire and Morris Cotton were the police officers with the Highland Park Police that found them hitting the baseball bat at Vincent and intervened. But 
by that point, there was too much damage. When the emergency medical technician came, he found that Vincent was semi-conscious but had fatal injuries. Then, four days later, Vincent Chin died on June 23rd, 1982. This resulted in his 400 guests going to his funeral rather than his wedding. At the hearing, Ronald's lawyer, Bruce Saperstein, argued that Vincent was the instigator and that the crime would have not been committed if Vincent did not punch Ronald in the face and could have resulted in a different ending of Ronald being the victim. Also, his lawyer did not think there would be a need for rehabilitation because Ronald did not have a criminal background and said it would not happen again. This type of statement makes Vincent seem like an aggressive man and that the incident was not at the fault of the racist men who murdered him. Vincent did not start the assault causing death. He was a victim and should not have been killed just because they thought he was Chinese, regardless if it was intended to kill or not. Ronald and Michael were then charged with second-degree murder. The sentence was later reduced and they pleaded guilty to manslaughter, with Judge Charles Kaufman sentencing them to three years probation and a fine of $3,000. A plea bargain was accepted because they did not want a trial in front of a jury. They probably knew that if the trial went in front of a jury, they were going to be found guilty immediately. So honestly, this was their way out without any consideration to the victim nor the witness statements. Judge Kaufman did not see it as brutal, so the crime was not considered as homicide. Therefore, Ronald and Michael escaped a 15-year prison sentence. He said these type of men are not the people found in jail therefore showing racism at its finest. In my opinion, 15 years is not even enough for the damage they caused his family and Asian Americans who feared for their lives after this. Judge Kaufman saw it as an intending punishment that ended up being too reckless and too severe, resulting in the decision of manslaughter. The extensive publicity showed criticism of the sentence and the case was a product of racism. This was the first time Asian Americans created a pan-Asian American civil rights organization called American Citizens for Justice, or ACJ for short. Attorney Lisa Chan, journalist Helen Zia, and mother Lily Chin and a number of Asian Americans were strong activists in this organization. Thousands of letters and petition signatures advocated for a federal trial. Before the federal trial, Asian Americans were not protected in the hate crimes legislation. Vincent's race in the police report was even listed as white because Michigan's crime statistics offered only two choices. Therefore, after the federal trial, Asian Americans were protected in civil rights prosecution. By 1984, U.S. District Court sentenced Ronald to 25 years in prison for violating Vincent's civil rights. Ronald ended up appealing this decision though, and during the retrial in 1987, he was cleared of all charges. Also in 1987, Ronald and Michael settled a civil suit with the Chin family. Michael was ordered to pay $50,000 to the Chin estate over the following 10 years, which he he ended up doing for them. Ronald was ordered to pay 1.5 million, but this accrued interest for decades, resulting in about $8 million owed to the Chin estate. To this day, neither Ronald nor Michael had spent a day in jail. Now, 
As a former adult probation officer, this is honestly just so crazy to me. I had clients that were on probation for different kinds of charges, but never murder. Usually parole is for those who were convicted to jail or prison time and were, gr were granted release. So to get probation is like a slap in the face to the Chin family. Hate crime legislation is so important to the foundation of disputing racism in the world, especially with Black Lives Matter movement and advocating every day for equality. The killings of Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, and Vincent Chin and too many others share harsh reality of racism and justice being denied. This case was an injustice to not only Vincent Chin, but to Asian Americans. Two white males decided that Vincent did not deserve to live because they believed he was Japanese and projected their economic insecurity onto this hate crime. So I highly suggest watching Who Killed Vincent Chin. It's a 1989 documentary on the case because I was literally annoyed with Ronald and Michael just smiling at the camera like they did not murder someone. Or if you're more interested in how the court cases went, watch the trial reenactment by UC Hastings Law if you'd like to learn more about not only the trial with Judge Kaufman, but the federal trials as well. And with that, we honor Vincent Chin. After listening to this case, I hope you show kindness and advocate for equality. If you would like to keep up with this podcast, please follow me on Spotify and Instagram at Your Favorite Asian Podcast. If you have any cases that you would like me to cover, please email me at Your Favorite Asian Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is Your Favorite Asian Podcast at gmail.com. I'm probably going to upload each Sunday, so paalam, and I'll see you next year.